Hello and welcome to day nine of the Massive Attack podcast, 12 Days of a Cartoon Christmas. I'm Joe and with me as always is Mitch. And today we are going back to a series from the 1980s, something that I'm not sure if I was a huge fan of or not during the day, but we're looking at season two, episode 22 from, I think it's 1982, all of the twos together, of the Smurfs in a little episode called the Smurfs Christmas Special. Now, before we jump into the episode today, let's just talk Smurfs for a minute. So, were you a fan of the Smurfs? I was a fan of the toys. You used to get the little rubber figures. I think you got them at BP, the service station or something. Yeah, I and think it was. So, I, I, I like collecting those because I'm a consumer. That's what I do. And I fondly remember the comics. And I used to get them at the library. And, like, Tintin and Asterix were all the same size and format. So, I sort yep. of remember that. But, fuck the cartoon. <laughs> Fucking hate it. <laughs> I can remember it was on a lot. Yes. I watched it because it was a cartoon. Yeah. And I would be watching it because if I wasn't, no one else would. So if it's a cartoon, I'm going to watch it. But fuck the la, 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 fuck off. <laughs> fuck it was off. a bit just too friendly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can remember having some of the toys. I think I've probably got some still floating around in a box somewhere. I, I, I think do. I've got a soccer player Smurf that I never remember from the cartoons. But it was a bit like yeah, your Pokemon. It started off with probably a dozen or so that you could get from the service station. And then from there, it just ballooned out and there was just thousands of them, probably not thousands. I remember having a poster and it was, you know, like a diorama with all these Smurfs doing things. And it was just like the most amazing thing. It was like, this is the coolest, you know, there's a dude walking out of a cave holding a lantern and there's all shit going on. There's toadstools everywhere. It was the fucking best. And I had, I had a jail Smurf. I don't know what it was because you could buy just a single Smurfs. Then there was sort of like a more upmarkety one which had accessories or whatever and i i've got one which is a fireman smurf and that came with sort of a, a hose and a little looks like a rubbish bin really but you could put okay. water in it and squeeze yep. the lid and would squirt water out and i had another one where it was like a jail where you put together a jail and a guy standing in there in the bath and i don't really remember being a jail smurf it sort of seems a weird one from memory but yeah but i remember toadstools or the mushrooms sort of houses being big deals i never had any of those but i wanted. yeah i remember them yeah too. so I, I really dug the smurfs but yeah fuck the cartoon see i have a very very vague recollection of even before i left the uk being able to go to the, the service station and they had like transfers that you put on the window of your car that had just pictures of the smurfs on so okay, that was probably real early sort of 75 sort of that long ago but yeah i can definitely remember buying or having my parents you know put petrol in the car and getting a smurf i don't know if you got them free if you spent a certain amount of money or whether you had to actually buy the smurfs but yeah i can definitely remember buying them and i can remember later on probably in the late 80s they had a bit of a a comeback as well and you could buy them at like kmart and toy stores and things like that yeah and then and then there was the live action movies yeah. Which I did watch the first one and actually I didn't mind it. Okay. It had Neil Patrick Harris. It was it was lovely. Mm. He's lovely. And because it's not just fucking Smurfs being la la and it's got that modern mentality where this is kind of hokey and it kind of works. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't mind the movie, I must say. It it was okay. 
okay, I didn't really like the live-action movies. In fact, I'm a bit of a Smurfs purist. I can remember watching it oh. when I was a kid and kind of liking oh, it. Only in the, pure, in, the, in the Flemish language is the only way yeah, to watch Yeah, that's the one. If you yeah. Yeah. But I can remember there was a series where they were friends with like a, a giant and another dude and then – Later on in one of the later series as well, there was like Smurf children that came from somewhere. I can't even remember oh, where they remember came that, from. I mean, Smurfette was the only female Smurf for so long. Then later on, there was a gold Smurf or something. And yeah. More. I, was like, I, I don't know what canon is anymore. I no. Like, I'm a purist when it comes to the original. Yes, yep. I agree. But fuck that cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this one that we're looking at today is purist cartoons as we look. There is only Smurfette is the only female Smurf. Yep. And it just makes me want to go back and watch that little clip from Saturday Night Live where they did the Anna Nicole Smith show as the Smurfette show with a, you're doing it. Yeah. But anyway, so the premise of this one is we start off in Smurf Village and all the Smurfs are singing their Smurfy songs and they're preparing for Christmas, decorating their houses, their little mushrooms, they're putting tinsel in the trees and Greedy Smurf is making a Smurf berry pudding. Mm -hmm. And it's just your typical Smurfs, Brainy's going around thinking that he could do everything he wants lazy's sitting around going i'm not helping anybody because i'm lazy jokey's walking around with his presents going you know it's christmas it's time for me to give my presents and obviously every time someone gets a present from jokey it explodes so yeah it makes me realize that almost any episode of the smurfs you watch has the same thing in them just in a slightly different situation but then what makes this one particularly different is the fact that we do have interaction with human characters because you don't get a lot of that in the Smurfs. So we cut to out in the forest. There's an old man driving around in a sleigh with his two grandchildren talking about Santa Claus and how they bring them presents on Christmas Eve. And they're kind of all fun and games going, oh, we're going to go and visit our uncle or something, I think they say, where yep. they're, they're sort of trekking across the snow. And then we cut to poor old Gargamel in his castle being miserable at Christmas, talking about how he's making his, it's his mother's recipe for or how to make life miserable. And he's putting in little bits and pieces of, you know, magic that Gargamel does. And it all goes wrong and blows up and sends him up to the roof. And it kind of made me realize as well that Gargamel is just a crazy old man living in an abandoned building with his cat. Like, there's no redeeming features to Gargamel, I guess. No, (laughs) he just hates Smurfs. But he hates everything. I don't get it. He wants Smurfs for what what reason? Maybe there's, in the comic, there might be a better reason. Like, there might be more to it, but they've sanitized it down for Carter's sake. That Mm. they just make it simple. But, like, every episode, he seems to come up with the new, like, Wally Coyote, you know? You go all this effort to try and catch him and it backfires. Yeah. Just fucking go to the shop and buy some food or something. Like, what, what do you want? Do you want to eat them? Do you want to use turn them into Smurf goo, Blue Tack or something? And then <laughs> then it's your use it for your magic? I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm. The cartoon doesn't matter. It's annoying. I, I think in canon, Smurfette was made by Gargamel. I think, I think so. He just sort of magically turned her into a living Smurf and then sent her off to the village yes, to to try and like a Trojan yeah. horse kind of thing. I think that's something to that effect, yes. Yeah, but I, I don't really remember. But yeah. anyway, so Spirit we go along. Yes. <laughs> as, the, as the episode goes along, the kids are quite happily singing along. And then all of a sudden, a wolf just jumps out of the, uh, the forest and a dude in a purple cloak while he's standing by watching. And yeah. you see the, the, the sleigh crash. And then all of a sudden, it turns into a very different program in the fact that we have this crash and these children are like lost in the forest. But, yeah. Well, grandpa's under the sleigh. They're going to go get help. Yeah. And, so and they go looking. Uh, when you say grandpa is under the sleigh, you see a, a crashed sleigh with like this arm of a, a man sticking out in the snow. And it's like, well, 
they're not hiding anything in the fact that he is obviously injured. Injured, yes. Perhaps dead. Mm. Mm. Yes. So Gargamel is being his normal sad self, hating the Smurfs. And then is that when the stranger goes to Gargamel and sort of mentions that the children are lost in the forest and he will give Gargamel money if he finds them? Something to that effect. Why the stranger can't do it himself, I don't know. But yes, he finds Gargamel and says, look, if you help me find these kids, I will give you a magic scroll that will get show you where the Smurf village is and fuck them up. (laughs) So he goes, yeah, that that sounds great because I have no other purpose in life but to fuck up Smurfs. That's my job. I don't show anything else. I have no other interests. Just me and my cat. Like, yeah. Fair enough. So he goes out to try and do that. This this wizardy guy in the cloak is like, yeah, that away can't do it himself. But anyway, and that's all well and good. And meanwhile, the Smurfs, they're meant to make that cake. Yeah. And Greedy ate the last of the fucking hazelnuts or walnuts or whatever it was. It's like, what? That's the last ingredient, you ponce. So it's like, we'll have to go talk to the squirrels and get another one. And see if so the squirrels will give up their nuts. Yeah, so, they're, so they go off walking and they come across the kids. Yeah. And, and Not literally. Because, no. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the uncle's worried about the children and grandpa, and they go looking, and they find grandpa, and so they find the sleigh, and they find grandpa. He's okay. Yeah. We can sort him out. They leave a note to the kid saying, stay with the sleigh. Grandpa's all right. Yeah. So that sort of happens, and then it's just shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they oh, that's right, because they're menaced by wolves again. Yeah. And that's where the Smurfs find them. They go, oh. Go away, wolves. They're our friends. It's like you don't know who they are. They could be terrible children. Well, they could be. See, I always thought the Smurfs weren't really allowed to interact with humans. It was one of those things where it was like the humans aren't allowed to find where the Smurfs are and that sort of stuff. But the rules are. It's Christmas. Rules are all different. Exactly. Yep. So they send the the wolf away and they go, oh, thank you for that. And Papa Smurf said, are you Santa Claus? And he sort of plays up for not wanting to, but it's sort of like, yeah, come with me. We'll help you. Well, he's a little blue guy with a white beard and a red suit. I can see why some kids that have been lost in the snow for a couple of days and are probably delirious would think that he might be Santa Claus. So Fair enough. Yeah. So they take him back to the village and sing a happy fucking song. The best. And, (laughs) you know, it's all good. Yeah. And in the meantime, the uncle has also talked to Gargamel as well and said, if you find my kids, come and bring them back to me. You know, it's really good sort of thing. So, ten gold pieces. Yeah. So Gargamel kind of gets the kids and treats them a little bit badly and then tries to sell them back to the uncle saying, well, I've brought these kids along. Where's my 10 gold pieces sort of thing. Mm. And then the uncle's about to give him the money. And then one of the, the little boys, like, you know, he treated us badly. He's a bad man sort of thing. And they all come back to where the the sleigh was and the unknown stranger kind of turns up and sort of goes, well, now you've got my my children. It's time for their final journey sort of thing. And it goes in a portal. Yeah, it goes really strange from here because he kind of captures the kids and lights this weird sort of fire around around. them that they Mm -hmm. can't get around. And obviously the way they're going to get out of being in this in this portal, which is, is he the devil? Is it a portal to hell? Has Gargamel sold his soul to the devil to, to get the village sort of thing? But yeah, the, the Smurfs then sing this really fucking annoying song called Goodness Makes the Badness Go Away. So obviously they spent a long time writing that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, let's all sing this and we'll scare the devil away. And it's kind of one of those, what they do, but it's also one of those things where they're singing, the Smurfs are singing, the children are singing, and it's kind of like... Like, well, we need Gar- Gargamel to sing as well so we can, you know, have everyone's power to make the devil go away. And even Gargamel ends up singing. 
And it's just, it's not really what I expected to see in a Smurfs program. Like, I never expected the devil to be stealing children and doing a deal with Gargamel and selling his soul to find out where the Smurf village is, sort of thing. But he, mm. I, I don't know. And not I, only that, he did give them the scroll because well, he, he did, did the kids. Yeah. And, and he, he to, did destroy the village. Yeah, he did. And at the very end of the episode where everyone lives happily ever after, the Smurfs kind of go home and the village is kind of all wrecked. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do now? We, you know, we've got no Christmas. We've got no presents and Papa Smurf does that all. Christmas isn't about presents. It's not even about comfy beds. It's about having each other and smurfing us smurfy brains out sort of thing. So, and, and, and again, he uses a bit of smurf magic and all of a sudden the Christmas tree comes back all fully decorated and everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I Obviously, this isn't for me. I, I don't really know who this is for. Children. Yeah, I think it's for young children. I think the Smurfs is more of a younger demographic. I think it's it's very much like Pac-Man that we watched the other day. It's, yeah. it's sort of of that age where yeah, it's just sort of there's no adult jokes in there or anything like that. It's very pure. It's very nice. It's lovely, but I just don't care. I I did as a kid when I was young. I probably did like it. I don't know, but yeah, god damn. Hefty, you know, he's all smart and vanity smurf, jokey smurf. Ah, oh, it's hilarious. The same thing every time. Well, don't take his pass a little explode. Oh, it did. Who yeah. fucking knew? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I did I, I did actually watch an episode recently. I can't remember why, but I put an episode of, on YouTube for my daughter for some reason. She's four. Hmm. And she got into it and she wanted to watch more. So, yeah, four-year-olds, perfect. Okay. I, I think that's what it is. I think it is aimed at preschoolers, but yeah. I don't think it is aimed at that, but I, there's a lot more choice. Hmm. Like, I don't think my son, who's six, would give a shit, to be honest. No, and probably so many not. other things that he'd watch, but I don't know. But my daughter did. She liked it. Good. She yeah. can watch it. I don't have to ever again. A couple of interesting things that you can pick up from this episode itself, though. But um, the voice of the stranger was done by, and I'm not going to try and pronounce his name properly, but Renee Abu. Anyway, the dude that was in Benson as, who was also, was he a doctor Udo. in Deep Space? Udo in Deep Space Nine? Yeah. So he, he did the, yeah, died this year, last year, I think. Last year, I think, yeah. Yeah, but he does, he does the voice for The Stranger. And in typical Hanna-Barbera fashion, because I kind of didn't remember that the Smurfs were Hanna-Barbera. I always used to think they were their own sort of thing. But no, they're very much Hanna-Barbera because Paul Winchell, who does the voice of Gargamel, also did the voice of Dick Dastardly in Dick Dastardly and Wacky Race as cartoons he also even way before that back in the late 60s he was Flegel, the voice of Flegel in the banana splits so if you want to go way back and he's he's got a list of quite a few characters that he's done uh, i think he was tigger in one of the versions of uh, winnie the pooh as well yep. mm. okay. and I, th- I think don messick does Azrael the cat's voice so there's, there's another name that pops up quite a bit in the hanna-barbera cartoons as well but yeah, as far as your tropes go, obviously we've got tree trimming at the start when they're Gifts. doing up the village. There's a redemption with Gargamel sort of coming good at the end. Yeah, obviously you've got a bit of a present exchange because, you know, Jokey's just being a dick for the most of the program. The only thing we don't really have, I guess, is religion. You could say there's a, a Christmas meal because they are cooking the Smurf berry pudding. That's their equivalent of a Christmas meal, but... Yeah, it, it didn't feel that Christmassy to me. Like it, to me, it seemed like Christmas was just like in the background, and and these kids could have got lost in the snow any time. Yeah, because I mean, the, the stranger was not Christmassy at all. Like that had nothing to do with it. The the stakes were not Christmassy. It no. was just the redemption at the end. 
It was like Die Hard. It was a story set at Christmas as opposed to a story set around Christmas, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All up, I would say this is a bit of a thumbs down. I don't think I'll ever be watching this again. Nope. And I possibly won't ever watch the Smurfs again. It just, yeah. I probably won't either. Mm. Not for us. Oh, no, not for us. If I think you it's do, a nostalgia thing. And it if you watch is. them every year, you probably get used to it. Yeah. So if you do want to watch this, the official Smurfs YouTube channel has this in very good quality. So if you did want to go and watch it, you can. And they have pretty much every bloody Smurfs episode ever made on their YouTube channel that you can watch. So if you're a Smurfs fan, knock yourself out. Okay. Oh, well, let's everyone get go to the Christmas tidings because let's not waste any more time on the Smurfs. Let's just get out of here. No, actually, before we do, Smurf out. Before we do, not Smurf related, just coming back to something that you said yesterday that confused the hell out of me when we were talking about it. But now that I've actually gone back and done the editing and I realised what you were trying to say, you were trying to explain about Buster Crab, but what you actually meant was Bob Cratchit, who's who you were talking about from A Christmas Carol and the fact that Scrooge made him work all the way through to Christmas. Yes. Yes. I don't know where you got Buster Crab from. Buster Crab is Flash Gordon. Yes, he is, but I don't know what that has to do with Christmas. So, yeah, Bob Patrick was the man. I was thinking the wrong name, but yes. Yes. Good old Bob. Anyway. All right. That's that's day nine. We're sorry we watched the Smurfs. Yes. You can go and Smurf yourself off. (laughs) And thank you for that, Mitch, and we will see you tomorrow. No worries. Bye. Bye. Fuck the cartoon. Fuck the la 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 la. Fuck off.